Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. So have you ever heard of July 10th as 710 Day? 710 Day? Uh, that is not familiar to me. Well, that's surprising because it's a weed holiday. No shit. Yeah, is like 420. One? Yeah, apparently, and this is I-M-H-O, real dumb. Um, <laughs> it's called 710 Day because when you turn 710 upside down, it looks like oil. It's all about different types of oil, THC, like shatter or vapes. Okay, now you're just like making that. shit up. No, no, no. <laughs> this is legit. I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, a Hallmark holiday for weed. Like, they just made it up to sell shit. Right. Well, Not who like made up 420? holidays are like, yeah, I mean. That's, I was just thinking to myself, like, well, I guess it's who decided as legit as 420? 420. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Fair. Well, in, in remembrance of 710 Day, which was... At this point, many days ago. Well, you know what, babe? I'll, I will, uh, unlike other days, I will smoke weed on 710. <laughs> well, you got you to gotta cook up some shatter. Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> what else? Tell them what we're watching. Oh, we're finally watching The Bear. Finally. So now we're in season two, so yep. everyone can stop yelling at us yeah. about seeing The Bear. <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, perfectly enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah. There's definitely a part of me that was like, I kind of wish that I had watched a show like this before I worked at a restaurant. I'm curious what the difference is. Because, of course, we both worked for a long time in restaurants. Yeah. There's something about the attitude that they're bringing to their careers and wanting, you know, to put their best foot forward and stuff like that. And there's sometimes when, you know, I was younger and it's not my business, so I don't care. You know, like, I'm just there to make my money and leave. Sure. But there were times when I would think to myself, like, if you really wanted to... 
you could you could think about this in a more serious way, like thinking about yeah. being the first person somebody sees that morning yeah. and setting a tone for their day and like Oof. smiling over their coffee and making it a cheerful experience so that they're like, ah, I feel good this morning. I'm going to go tackle my day. Like, you know, you can you can think or being the person at the end of the day that's like providing a really nice meal and people remember what they worked so hard for yeah. it's delicious food and yeah. I get to go out and enjoy myself and have someone wait on me. Like there is something about a ser- that service that you're providing that you can take a lot of pride in. And I don't think I had that at all when I worked oh, breakfast. I, I was like, Ugh, <laughs> I hate everything and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it was very dependent on that two-way street, right? Like if the right. customer, you know, had an attitude of you're the machine that brings me my sustenance. Now do it. Right. Peon. Peon, I know. I was just thinking the other day of a table of these, you know, I was 25. They were probably close to my same age, maybe a little younger. And it was the worst day. I mean, a brunch shift on Saturday is something that uh, everyone should have to do in their life so that they can understand it. And um, (laughs) like it should be mandatory for citizenship. Uh I think you should have to do you know, 18 months of brunch service. Or at least some brunch and then like a Christmas retail. (laughs) Yeah, right, Uh, right. You know, three months of seasonal retail. I mean, don't get me started, (laughs) but we should all be rotating jobs. But anyway, so horrible, horrible day. And this table, these three kids, just like, you know, very average table. They were fine. They got their food. They were nice. They left. And they left this little like pre-printed punch out card that was just like, hope you're having a great day, you know, something something positive written on it. I don't even remember specifically what it was. It was like one of those like Dove chocolate wrappers sure. messages, but it was a little punch out little piece of cardstock. And I'm like, almost started weeping. And I went outside and I found them in the parking lot talking and I was holding back tears. And I'm like, I just been having a really awful day Mm -hmm. and that was just really nice and that was a really nice gesture and i just wanted you to know that it made me feel good on a bad day and the one of the girls was like can i give you a hug and i was like (laughs) yes please uh, (laughs) i just hugged the stranger in the parking lot all right thanks and i you know i got through that day and it was uh that was one of the tough ones oh yeah yeah well it has been a week for us uh we're dog sitting yeah. We got a new house guest, mm-hmm. Lilo. If anybody wants to foster or adopt an adorable seven-year-old gray pit bull with Little the sweetest heart in the world, but she's looking for a home. We're kind of halfway housing her. Yep, yeah. that's it. That's what we're doing right now. A yeah. Halfway house for dogs. <laughs> yeah, not a bad gig. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's nice to have them for little short spurts. So that's been our week. Um, but there's a big whole world out there that also had a week. That's true. So true. And we want to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff in the news uh, recently about sex and marriage uh, last, well, I guess week and couple weeks. Sure. And some that y'all sent us, some some listeners sent us some headlines or tagged mm-hmm. us in some stories. And we were like, well, dang, let's uh, throw it's, together some current copulations. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice to be thought about. It is. When you're out there and you're just reading the news and you're like, I know who needs to hear about this. Right. Eli and Diana. A giant great. dildo in Mexico? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, love, I know who needs to know about these this. These are the thoughts that make people think of us. It's I love great. to be associated with giant dick statues. <laughs> but yeah, recently there's been some like ethics questions about AI sex robots. You know, we love talk about AI up in here. 
There was a mayor who married a reptile in Mexico. Um, There were several pieces of legislation or like court cases that kind of caught our eye. There's some new stats on marriage in the U.S. that people were talking about. Uh, Just a lot of different things. So I I say let's just dive into this smorgasbord of sex and marriage news. Yeah, let's do it. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance. A production of iHeartRadio. Well, recently, there's been a bit of a spate of people throwing things at performers in concerts, like that are doing concerts, like bottles and crazy, like BB Rexa was like hit in the eye with a phone or something and got like a black eye. Oh, man, I'm going to go on a rant. No, I'll stop to say I (laughs) I'll stop. But just to say it makes the news. And then someone says, I could do that. Right. And they try to get the views and the clicks and the hits and all that stuff. And it's awful. It's me. I did see someone be like, well, I don't know. In the, you know, 70s and 80s, we were throwing shit at the stage, too. And of course, if you go all the way back to Shakespeare times, they were throwing shit. So it's like kind of an old behavior, not a new behavior. It's the other side of it, too, where the news reflects trends that already existed, but makes them seem like they're like, this month, we're going to report a lot on this thing that's happening as if it's new. Right. Well, and yeah. half of it is so that, oh, well, hey, boomers, what do you think about this? And like, oh, oh yeah. hey, millennials, what, you know, so we can all argue with each other. Exactly. Um, in fact, we're all the worst. So yeah, <laughs> and have been <laughs> forever. Um, but <laughs> the reason we're bringing this up is because this time at a Lil Nas X concert in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, someone threw um, a vagina shaped sex toy at Lil Nas X. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, and of course, Lil Nas. A humorous guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's and got not a great shy. sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. So apparently he just dodged it and then he picked up and asked the crowd, quote, who threw their pussy on stage? <laughs> <laughs> what else can you say I, in I that don't kind know. of situation? Also, uh, I'm pretty sure, I promise I'm not speaking from experience here. I think those aren't cheap. No. Right? So, like, who's throwing that up on stage? Like, they can just give it away. Somebody had some good seats to the Montero tour <laughs> right. and decide, you know what I mean? I like they must have enough close, money. You've already got disposable income. Yeah. I got questions though. Is it used? Is Ooh. it new? Was Ooh. it in the box? No. In was the it box? homemade? <laughs> in homemade. The, was the box in the box? <laughs> How would you home make? I don't, somebody has homemade their own little printer. flashlight. You know, it's true. 3D printer and a silicone mold. 3D printer or a pillow. Uh-huh. And a, <laughs> bottle, of, a bottle of corn syrup. <laughs> gross i don't know why is it so sticky? i don't know what people do why is it so sticky common question <laughs> title your sex tape <laughs> i don't know i might prefer that though to what i think is probably the most unusual thing thrown at a performer on the stage which is when pink got showered with somebody's mother's ashes no during her show what and the person was like oh my mom is a big fan <laughs> It's like, oh, look, man, no. that is insane to me to put some like human ashes on somebody. No, this <laughs> I, is a... I just think that's crazy. I it... don't know how you would. Well, and imagine <sighs> these are ashes, right? But like, it's a human body. And I'm just Mm-mm. like, in my mind, I don't know, too many horror movies. I'm just, 
transposing that to other forms of the human. Like if it was just dismembered body parts being thrown up at Pink on stage. Uh. I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, is it really that different? This is just another chemical form of someone's corpse being uh, thrown at you. It's very gross. It's really weird. Yeah. And also, like, if you're a fan, why would you <laughs> disrespect her like this in the middle of her performance? I feel like your mom would be like, stop it. Pink is trying to do some aerial. Right. And you need to leave that bitch alone. Also, it's not like that's some sort of permanent resting place. Not really. Like, your mom's going to get showered off, okay. mopped up, uh-huh. and, like, end up in the sewer somewhere. So, I, 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 this doesn't seem like... Doesn't feel respectful. I don't know. Maybe mom was like, all I care about is pink, and I just want to, even for a moment, be scattered over her dancing like, body. If but one particle of my ashes <laughs> goes inside her eye or something, oh, I will be forever part of pink. Wow. I don't know how... I've, no, I do know how I feel about that, and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it at all. <laughs> I don't know how. As a matter of fact, I have just got in touch with my feelings, and yeah. I know exactly how. No, I, I was feel. trying to pretend like I was waffling on that one. You uh, were not pretty, waffling. No. Also, I don't know if anyone's ever seen actual crematorium human ashes. It's not like the dust that you see in the coffee can at the end of Big Lebowski where it's just like a powder that dissipates in the wind. It's like gravel. Like Ew, really? human ashes don't burn down to a fine dust. They dur- they burn down to like what you scoop out of the bottom of a fireplace, Dang. which is a mix of dust and like large Chunks. particles of probably carbonized bone and things like that. Like, So you're telling me that she was pelted with, yeah. with gravelly bits yeah. of someone's mother. Definitely. If I were, I I don't know. I feel like Pink probably was like, all right, back on the road. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if it were me, I'd be like, I need a minute. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty hard. Like I said, someone literally threw a corpse at you. Yeah. You know, by by any other name. So, Um, sorry, Pink. Well, speaking of death, (laughs) I guess that's (laughs) that's where we're starting this episode. (laughs) This one, a little more uh, direct. Uh, A dialysis patient died of a heart attack during sex. Now, specifically sex with one of the nurses Mm. that was treating him. Um, This nurse first told the police in Wales after this guy died uh, that she had no relationship with him, that he'd called her up to say he wasn't feeling well, and she came out and just sat in his car with him for 30 or 45 minutes, quote, just talking. But turned out that they were doing more than talking. Uh, turned out they actually had an affair for a year together. Wow. They met while he was, you know, getting dialysis. She was treating him. Yeah. And she was like, ooh, this guy's kidneys do not function. I got to get wow. me some of that. <laughs> and they started doing it on the date on the DL. you hope after all the Red Bull? I, okay, I'll just say I'm literally terrified of dialysis like i don't do well with needles i do not like it get a little weak in the knees i can handle it i know some people straight up pass out and i get it but i can't like watch when they're doing it and the idea of sitting there while they you know uh uh, distract yourself if you don't want to hear this but they like pull the blood out of your body throw it through a giant machine that's basically an electronic kidney and then pump it back into your body to do the job that your kidneys do. And I don't think, I don't know if I could do it. So I'm so terrified for my poor kidneys. I have a friend who had a terrible kidney 
um, oh. disease. Still, still does. She's yeah. had to have two kidney transplants. She's like a spokesperson for this disease now, she right? She is. Yeah. I, I want to say it's FSGS. Yeah, FSGS. FSGS. And yeah, her brother gave her his kidney, and then a, like a year, even not not long, it failed because mm-hmm. it was too close of a match. Yeah, and so the so disease then, was like great. Yeah, awesome, another one to yeah. attack. And then she just got another one. Fortunately, she got very lucky and got another kidney, and she's doing really well. But yeah. she was on dialysis eight hours a day. Oh my! Like God. her whole job was to get her blood cleaned. You know what I'm saying? Like that was her life. And I was just like, I I think that's what I would hate the most when I think about medical problems, where like your entire existence is nothing but doctors' appointments, clean, you know cleaning something out of mm-hmm. your body, putting something in, like, whatever, just sitting, sitting, waiting, oh constantly, like, pain and un- yeah. being uncomfortable. I would just, I just can't imagine it. I do this all the time, and we all should. I am very grateful that my body works as well as it does. Yeah. And that I don't have to deal with those. Mm-hmm. And I am certainly impressed with people who do. And, uh, you know, whatever, we should be making everyone's lives as good as we possibly can. But I, I think we all could stand to be a little grateful for our bodies functioning. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's wild what some people have to go through just to live. Right. So thanks, body. Keep it keep it going. True. Keep it going because we'll all have some problems someday. Literally all of us. Being able bodied is only temporary. Uh-huh. Sad but true. Well, okay, so anyway, back to this story, because, you know, what? This guy died of a heart attack. They were having sex in his car. He's half naked. He's got his pants down around his ankles. <laughs> and this guy died. And Oof. the nurse, of course, freaks out. But she decides, let me call my friend and coworker and see what I should do. And her friend is like, uh, hello, call 999, because this is the UK, so they're it's 911. Theirs is 999, mm-hmm. uh, which actually makes more sense. It's even easier to dial, right? I've heard actually that we did that on purpose so that you wouldn't accidentally call. But I'm wondering back when there were rotary phones, it was a lot harder to butt dial. Yeah, but 999 would take even longer because you'd have to go all the way around. Oh, that's true, so too. nine and then one, one, nice and fast. Then that's probably what it was. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. We solved the mystery. <laughs> anyway, in England, it's 999. Her friend is like, call 999. And the nurse refused she said no so her friend is like well i guess i'll be right there and mm-hmm. showed up and she called an ambulance herself and so, uh obviously the, nothing could be done out. so yeah ambulance shows up obviously police show up and she's got this whole other story about what had happened we were just talking and he took his pants off i guess <laughs> you know he just took his pants off just you know sometimes you're talking to people and it's like oh man i just had a big lunch so let me just <laughs> unbutton and pull all the way down around my ankles jeez her other nurse friend shows up and starts trying to CPR this guy, mm-hmm. which I guess this nurse also didn't try. And uh, it, yeah, didn't work out. So she was taken off of work. Um, she was she was struck off. Struck off. And she can no longer work as a nurse for having, quote, brought the nursing profession into disrepute, mm. which is a very British way of saying you embarrassed us all. <laughs> I mean, I guess I see why. hundred percent. I mean, isn't there, you know. You probably not do that. <laughs> you're <laughs> any sort of, of things. probably not. Probably unethical to have a relationship with your patient, but. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know if it's illegal. I know it's not okay if you're a doctor, you know, a psychological doctor. You can't right. have a, a relationship with your patient. Right, right. 
Um, but I don't know if it's actually technically unethical if you're just like, I'm, I'm seeing you for your heart and I think you're right. hot. Let's go have dinner. Yeah. I don't think anyone cares about that. But of course, she's sneaking around and then, you know, denied him care, essentially, That's because of her own shit. So yeah. that would probably be more the problem. Mm. Here's my question. Have you ever had a hot doctor? Hot doctor. Hmm. Or a hot nurse. Or a hot nurse. Uh, none come to mind. I'm sure there's hmm. been some hot nurses, though. Sure. But, you know, again, knock on wood, very, very lucky to not have to have cause to have many doctors or nurses about oh, me. Oh, yeah, because you <laughs> never make doctor's appointments for yourself. <laughs> also have not needed to go <laughs> and get, like, many operations or anything. Uh, we, I did have a hot dentist one time. I was going to say mm-hmm. I had a hot dentist. Yeah, hot dentist. In fact, the last and, dentist and I saw. And several of, of his techs were hot, too. So maybe that's where the, all what? the hotties. The dental texts. Oh, technicians. Yeah. I thought you said texts. Like he was texting you. Oh, yeah. Hot he texts. sent me some hot texts. I was like, your no. dentist did what? <laughs> texts. Like, his, if only. His assistants and I just got this hot text from my dentist. <laughs> it says, <laughs> are you flossing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we recently, we both had the same dentist and she was hot. That's true. She was was. was a little punk rock dentist. That's right. Uh, with a very Russian name, Mm -hmm. but no accent. Um, so probably spy. And now she knows all about our teeth. That's probably why she was like, oh, your teeth look terrible, Diana. (laughs) You should really do something about that. Here's a plan. Yeah. Over the next three years, that will cost you $25,000. Also, do you know the nuclear code? Yeah, I was going to say $25,000 or the nuclear code. Or and or. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, she, it's not, it's not or. She's right, like, yeah, no, she needs a bump. Your insurance is crazy. <laughs> You're going to have to pay this bill. What's great about dental insurance is that you, it's, it's only like, you know, 25 to 40 bucks a month. Right. And then if something goes wrong with your teeth, mm-hmm. you also pay for all that. Right. But to be fair, if you call them, they will laugh at you. Oh yeah, that's right. They say, ha ha, you're poor. You don't deserve good teeth. Having teeth was actually a pre-existing condition. Oof. So... <laughs> So maybe think about that next time and don't have teeth. Good news for you. You're now. well on your way. <laughs> yeah, they're falling out <laughs> one by one. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you who's got great teeth. Who? CW actors. Hey, that's like, true. Like Smallville actress Allison Mack. Great segue, babe. <laughs> you got us from one story to the other. Just that's, how we, that's how we do it here. That's right. Well, yes. Yeah, so the Smallville actress Allison Mack. Who recruited women to the Nexium sex cult? Oh, God. Um, just got re- secured an early release from prison because okay. she helped build up a case against the cult leader, Keith Rainier, who okay. she worked for. Okay, that should get you something. Right. He was the leader of this cult. And basically, Allison Mack would go out and she's like the Ghislaine Maxwell. She was the trustworthy woman yeah. who was like, come and, you know, join me and my friends yeah. in this group. And, you know, nothing nothing crazy. All you have to do is some forced slave labor, pose Ooh. for nude photos, and perform sex acts with Keith Rainier. Oh, okay. No, no problem. You're telling me that women can also be monsters? I am telling you <sighs> that. And I wouldn't be the first, I'm sure, <laughs> to say it. But yeah, she did help, I guess, build a case against Keith. Uh, okay. He got 120 years in prison. More. I know, right? And she did say she was filled with guilt and remorse at her trial for her actions. Sure. 
I mean, this is a tough one, man, because I feel like, you know, we don't love prison around here. We don't want people to languish in prison if they have no reason and right. if there's supposed to be some rehabilitation. And surely she was also brainwashed and there's some sympathy for her. But also she did some really fucked up shit. Yeah, surely she knew that what she was doing was very, very bad. Right. Uh, ethically enabled, and legally and all these things. Yeah, she like enabled this crazy man right. and got a lot of people traumatized. Right. He also had them branded, by the way, like he would brand them with his initials or something or with the Nexium logo or something. You know, one of these things is she like and I know they consider this, too. Is she likely to do harm again? Right. And probably not. A, she would have to like probably alter her identity. That's true. Everybody knows. Everybody is like, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. I'm not. I'm not going to take any of your recommendations. You think she If goes- you're like, the the Trader Joe's on 5th is better than the one on 12th, I'm going to be like, you're trying to trick me into a sex call, so I'm going to the one on 12th. <laughs> you think she's ever like, hey, guys, I thought I'd have a little dinner party at my house. And everybody's like, ooh, busy Ooh, that night. Yeah. Um, I didn't say when it was. I just, I'm just really busy, I know I'm busy. every night <laughs> coming up in the near future. So. Yeah. And on that point, I don't see her as a threat. So if she is willing to you know, work with mm-hmm. the system to get the guy who really is the threat right. out. Right. Then does that not get something mm-hmm. uh, for her? Or or do we just want vengeance? Right. Do we just want to punish her? Yeah. And I, you know, I think punishment should be real, but also like, is it just to make us feel better or is it to make a better world? Right. Right. I mean, you make a good point. If you really put yourself in her shoes and think about her. I'd rather not. I mean, I don't. <laughs> But I try to think about these things where I'm like, I'm not even sympathetic to this person. I don't like them. Yeah. But, you you know, if you're thinking about the movie from their perspective, she's probably thinking, and they are too, I'm sure the lawyers and court and everything, of the years that have passed since this was discovered. Right. The time she spent in prison. Yeah. And, of course, the eye of the world being upon her. Yeah. And her name now is forever linked to this heinous heinous crimes and this horrible horrible cult yeah and everything and they're you know they're probably like well what yeah what are you gonna do but go live quietly somewhere yeah more than likely i mean you know especially while meanwhile we've got people who've done much more terrible things okay are out here being some of the wealthiest and freest people in the world and most powerful right it is a little imbalanced but again so i guess what i'm saying is throw her a parade uh, hey let's now. give her whatever she wants. Hey now. Let's hang on. <laughs> no, it's just tricky with punishments. But anyway, I, I think the point is they got him. They got him good. They got him, guys. One twenty um, years. She was part of that. And as to my point of just saying, she has had been she has been punished, right? She right. served some time. She's had to deal with a lot of anger yeah. and justified anger. Right. True hatred probably pointed her way. Yeah. Well, that's a, a good collection to start with. A lot of um, death and uh, I know, right? And crime. Is, there, is everyone so, still listening? <laughs> Are we still having a fun but time? We're laughing. We're laughing. So let's take a quick <laughs> break. We'll reset. We'll come back with some more ridiculous romance stories right after this break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions. Beyond Zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality, and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles. And electrified doesn't just mean plugified, either. Toyota offers more low- and zero-emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. But it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society, giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back, everyone. So I know we said things were going to start dark and get lighter. Well, I don't think we ever promised that. that. We never (laughs) promised that. The problem with sex and marriage in the news is that it's usually not (laughs) great. It's usually bad. (laughs) I think that's, we've talked endlessly about this before, too, but I think that's something we we aim for on this show. Also, it's like a lot of these stories are pretty terrible because sometimes ridiculousness and especially sex, right. uh, you know, don't go well for somebody. I think it's good to be able to address those seriously and in mm-hmm. earnest and and have some weight to it and also like not get sunk right. down into misery and mm-hmm. be able to kind of laugh at some of the surrounding stuff about the world right. um, while still respecting the nightmares that people are going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's let's see. If, to, it's a tough line to walk. It is. So let's see if we can laugh at this one. Ooh. Um, stopping the laughter. In Japan, a student sued her teacher 
She accused him of using his position of authority to groom her into a relationship because they were apparently together for 10 years. They took like trips together, definitely an inappropriate student teacher relationship. Mm -hmm. And she says that the first time they ever did anything sexual, she felt forced. Now, he claimed, no, this is totally consensual. Sure. I think that there's plenty to say about what a teenager can consent to with a grown-ass adult, right? Right. And and keep in mind also culturally the deference in Japan that is paid oh, to yeah. an elder, that a woman pays to a man. It's a little bit different than than a student-teacher relationship even here, which it would still right. be inappropriate. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about it because I'm like, oh, 10 years. Okay, at some point you you decided, yeah. but I you know I do want to put that extra layer there that there right. is a little bit more weight on that sort of thing in Japan yeah, than for in, sure, than for in sure. America. So and that sort of explains why she stayed with him for so long because she said that she kept seeing him because she was so grateful to him for the the treatment she got the sort of probably status a little bit. I'm sure came he found opportunities it. for her. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of ways he could make himself useful to keep her by him. By yeah. Him. So she felt like it was rude. To refuse him, which is, again, a lot and and very much sort of a grooming situation Mm -hmm. where an adult takes a teenager who don't know no better and says, I'm I'm helping you. And, you know, it's respectful for you to pay me back in some respect. Right. Right. So she knew that this lawsuit against him was probably not going to succeed. And she didn't even really feel like a victim of sexual harassment because she didn't have bruises or injuries which is also something that happens a lot. People who were abused think, well, I wasn't because I wasn't, you know, smacked around. Yeah. Or like I, I didn't have to be restrained physically right. to have sex with this person. I mean, we, you know, we're having that conversation for the past few years about yeah. what's coercion, enthusiastic consent, yeah. stuff like that. And the, I guess this article is kind of pointing out that they're not really having that conversation in Japan as much. Mm-hmm. So sexual harassment and assault is still very much like, oh, a guy burst into your house and... Yeah. threatened you at gunpoint and tied you up and you know it has to be something very violent before yep. it is considered to be a traumatizing event yeah so here's here's where it gets crazy but here's the twist <laughs> apparently the professor's own wife turned around and sued the girl for Ooh. damages she said oh your your relationship violated marital civil code and that it, it it was up to the girl to end this relationship. She could have done so at any time. Ugh, I hate this. It's um because Japan's civil code counts marital infidelity as a breach of contract. So mm-hmm. she says you broke the contract between my husband and I. So why I'm wouldn't suing it be the you. husband's fault? That's well, what I don't understand. She should be suing his ass. Okay, but guess what? The wife won twenty thousand dollars in damages, according to New York Times. Wow. So. I guess it was just like she's shaking a rolling pin and she's like, you cheated on me, but at least we'll make some money off of it. Look, in my defense, <laughs> if it were, my defense would be I didn't make no contract with this bitch at all. Right. She made a contract with her husband that yeah. he broke. So y'all yeah. need to work that out. I have nothing to do with that promise. Yeah. I didn't promise you nothing. Well, I guess it sort of balanced out because the student did win some minor damages. So she was able to pay it off like that so i don't know if it just balanced that's so weird that the husband's like here's my money and she's like okay thanks i'm gonna go give it to your wife <laughs> to give it to your like, wife what's now? the point of the, any of this <laughs> total like dog and pony show money rigmarole yeah 
The girl said in an interview, quote, I understand that I was way too naive and I still hate myself for it. There are so many times I could have said no and run away. Where again, she's sort of blaming herself here for this guy, you know, getting inside her brain and making her think that she owes him something. She literally said that. Right. I mean, yes, we all have responsibility for our actions. And yes, like you said, 10 years in, mm-hmm. you know, like there was a point at which you were grown up enough. Yeah. Yeah. But and still. I'm sure it wasn't a daily thing or something, but, you know, there, well, look at there should have been a point. Live their whole lives in cults. Yeah. And then in their 60s or later, they're like, what was I? How was I so crazy to think all this for so long? You don't necessarily have as much control over your own thoughts as you think you do all the time. It's like, so especially I mean, when people are really good right. at manipulating that. That's right. Yeah. They find a way to get in with you whatever insecurity or whatever opening right and then they lead you along just long enough that when they start to suggest things that you should immediately say no to you for some reason say yes like i mean we you know we've all had a friend who made us do something (laughs) you know like oh in the cold light of day (laughs) it all seemed like a very obvious thing not to do but at the time it made a lot of sense i just i unprompted our friends y'all know cherry and jason Mm -hmm. are moving and I don't know how they got into my head, but I just messaged them today and said, hey, you guys need some help? Out of nowhere, How guys. the hell did that happen? And he goes, do y'all need help packing? We'll be there. We will be there? <laughs> did I say? That's fair. I totally volunteered you as well. I did not say. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm being forced by no, my husband against my consent. To we've help all, friends move. We're all manipulating each other here. <laughs> I, know, I don't know we how want they got their help to pack when we move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the truth. When we move, we're gonna want we're gonna that. We're gonna be help. like, hey, come on over. <laughs> anyway, psychological manipulation. It happens to us all. It happens to us all. Well, there was another case uh, tried this year in Japan where okay. another student accused her professor of repeatedly, like, inappropriately touching her. Ugh. And saying sexual things to her, yeah. like that he thought about her naked. Ah, oh, jeez. Or I'm gonna make you my woman after you graduate. Come on, my woman. Wow, gross. She also was complaining that she had went to the university to kind of be like, "Hey, this professor's saying some gross things to mm-hmm. me." And she was told, "quote Sexual harassment is something more serious." And that she had, quote, let her guard down. Wow. So they kind of dismissed her complaints Mm -hmm. and did nothing to the professor. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if they had just kind of been a little more empathetic and listened to me, it would have lessened my suffering that I was going through. But they, they, you know, she was just getting it from all sides, basically. So she actually won her case. But the court said, quote, there was no evidence to recognize such behavior across a socially acceptable line. What? So she won... This is what I I don't understand that either, because she won the case, but they said the behavior wasn't bad enough. It was just like, yeah, yeah, fine. Here's some money. But nothing bad really happened here. I know. I don't I don't really understand that decision. But I think it just kind of highlights like, oh, we're again, you're not slapped around. There's no bruises. Right. You're not like shaking in a corner. So you're probably fine. And you were just a little annoyed. So what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just reminds me, I mean, you know, right here, obviously, a lot of the same problems in schools. My high school girlfriend, my first like serious girlfriend, I learned from her. We we compl- we went to this. We had gone to the same middle school in, in different years. And it was an awful middle school, mm-hmm. like just rotten place full of rotten people. And um, she went to the administration to complain 
about how other students were treating the other boys. Mm -hmm. And definitely, it was the first time I learned that administrators will tell you, oh, well, boys will be boys. That's literally what she heard. Yep. And I was like, "What? wait, what? That's that's normal? And you just need to deal with it? That was so crazy to me. And it just reminds me of this here. That's insane because boys will be boys is a very common phrase to hear. Yeah. Or like, uh, I hated it as a kid. This boy keeps bothering me. You poke me or I'll pull my hair. Or uh-huh. You know, he's always bothering me saying something. Oh, that just means he likes you. He thinks you're <laughs> cute. He's trying to flirt. And I'm like, well, that's not right. flirt- that. Why, why should I be feel privileged by that behavior or flattered by being annoyed and my personal space being violated that why are you trying to teach me that that's like how boys flirt yeah can we not teach boys a better way of flirting because it used to be like let me um (laughs) do little services for you or buy you a gift (laughs) bring you a flower give you a compliment show up at your house every day with another piece of emerald jewelry now i just poke you in the side real hard in the middle of class (laughs) (laughs) he shoved me down and kicked three of my teeth out and they're Mm like ooh (laughs) k-i-s-s-i-n-t i I hear wedding bells (laughs) truly insane behavior i'm i'm very glad i've i feel like i became a better person by being way too terrified (laughs) to approach girls that i liked (laughs) in middle school probably um because and to me boys will be boys was the stuff me and my boys were doing which was like seeing how many seconds it took for an egg to explode in the microwave That is boys or boys. <laughs> balancing the egg on top of a BB gun and shooting it straight up in the air and watching the egg explode or various ways of making eggs explode was pretty much most of our days. <laughs> Y'all in really school. fixated on this egg thing. <laughs> well, it got us outdoors. I guess they used to otherwise be cheap. it was video games. <laughs> boys can't do that. Right <laughs> I know. Eggs were cheap back then. Eggs were cheap back in the day. Yeah. Man, we really destroyed a lot of eggs. Damn. Really contributed to the problem. Yeah, (laughs) people are starving. Well, well, boys will be boys. Boys, what do you want from me? Boys will be boys. (laughs) Let's Uh, get out of this. I know. Well, we will. I will say just to wrap up these this Japan these Japan stories that in both cases the teachers were fired. Oh, that's good. That was at least one punishment they both received was that hey you shouldn't be around other students. Right. Which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. and you know, and probably both of the women in the stories were like, that's my ultimate goal i don't so i don't can't think do it again there's not yeah there's not many i don't think there's even many people who are like i want him torn down to shreds right put into a dark cell forever and no one ever sees his face again until he looks like one of the cave creatures from the descent like wow there i don't think there's many people who want I feel like you've thought this before that was real quick <laughs> i have thought it about some people <laughs> but i think a lot of times it's just like hey i just want this person to be stripped of the authority that that gave them the power over me that made it uncomfortable for me. I just don't want them to have that anymore. And yeah. if they don't have that, okay, now they can move on and do whatever. I think that's, there it is again, of that difference between vengeance and harm reduction, mm-hmm. right? We emotionally want to watch these bad people suffer. Mm-hmm. But if we remove them from their teaching position, they have, A, they have less of an opportunity to do that kind of behavior again. And B, hopefully... Other people see that and think twice before they behave like that, thinking, well, you know, I might lose my job if I do. Right. I think those are the the goals you're trying to achieve. Or I might not be able to get this job anywhere else. Yeah. If I lose it here, which is the other goal. Yep. I think the problem is that they get fired and then they just get hired somewhere else. So you're like, well, that's not enough then. That's when you start to get, I guess I need to tear them down to little nothings. Yeah. 
so that he will never be hired by anyone like yeah. ever again. Yeah. Like, Once that's he looks like a descent creature. Yeah. Yeah. That Make old, him a um, descent creature now. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the problem with the priests, right? It was like, right. I can't believe that you did that to those boys. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, oh, we've had it up to here with you. We are definitely transferring you to a different church. Uh-huh. And you're like, wait, wait. Where no one knows about you. Yeah. And they can, you can be trusted all anew again <laughs> by a whole pile of new people. Hey. Horrible. Can we get out of this sexual harassment stuff? Yeah, let's talk about se- consent. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about consent. But at least for <laughs> robots. So we'll take a quick break and decide uh, when we come back from this. So we'll take a quick break and decide when we come back um, right here today. We we will determine whether or not robots deserve consent themselves. <laughs> Lucky you. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions. Beyond Zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality, and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles. And electrified doesn't just mean plugified either. Toyota offers more low and zero emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. But it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society, giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. 
That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero dash vision. Toyota, let's go places. And welcome back. All right. So we have talked ad nauseum on this show at length and across many episodes about the future of sex and technology, right? right. AI, Mm -hmm. chatbots, Mm -hmm. um, doing whatever you want them to do to you in the virtual Mm -hmm. setting, text setting, I guess, if that's your thing. Uh, We're talking of holograms. We're talking sex bots Mm -hmm. um, and hyper-realistic sex dolls, of which there are more than 56,000 sold every year. And 95% of those sex dolls are presented as female, right? Right. Not too many male sex dolls going out the door. Not a lot. I guess one could argue, and I don't have the stats to back this up, that if you want a male-bodied person to have sex with you, it's easier (laughs) to just go get one who's willing, like like an actual human sex doll. (laughs) A human sex doll. That's (laughs) That's what we're looking for. But obviously, as these things get more advanced, as AI is starting to come closer to simulating consciousness, certainly not anywhere near actually recreating it, but Mm -hmm. sort of tricking you into thinking it's there. The question becomes like, should these things become sophisticated enough to require consent from their users? Mm. Like if you have an active sex doll that has a real voice and responds to you in real time as if they're having a real conversation with you, can it say no? Should it be able to? Right. Should it have to say yes? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there, there's kind of, it's, part of me is like black and white. No, it's a it's not a conscious being. You can't harm it. I don't understand why you would program it to be able to be harmed or be traumatized. That's super weird. That's where it gets real gross. Right. Because that's where you want it to feel badly. Yes. Right? Like Westworld style. But the argument is that pornography does have an effect on our brains and how we sort of engage with the real world around us. It changes our chemistry. It changes how we engage with sex. Mm -hmm. And the physical and visual components to a sex doll make them have an even stronger impact. So if you have a sex doll that you can be violent with, and it's normal for you to force yourself onto it or whatever, does that maybe teach your brain on a subconscious level where you're not even aware of it really to behave more like that in the real world or to be more okay with it? Does it sort of desensitize you? Right, or even like maybe that gets tied in with arousal for you so you can't get to like that's what sex is supposed to feel like look like or be like so anything else is not like how we often would have just randomly would have the radio on and for whatever reason every time we would do it jimmy world was playing and now i can't get it on without without the the middle middle blasting (laughs) at full volume you heard it here first, guys. I know, it's tough. You put the middle on. <laughs> <laughs> you put the middle on. I'm not saying something's going to happen. I'm just saying something can't happen without the without middle, the middle on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It just takes some time. <laughs> just, but neither here nor there. Even in the middle of the ride? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that is that is the argument, right? Is that pornography just visually has yeah. enough of an effect on our brain chemistry right. that people are worried that with the additional physical component, 
it's going to really mess. It'll up. really get in the neurons and and make all the wrong connections yeah. happen in your brain. Of course, the argument against is your argument that it's not a it's it not a real thing. It doesn't have emotions. Yeah. It doesn't have true consciousness. It cannot feel pain or shame or any of those things. Uh-huh. The, the article, by the way, is from Decrypt.co. It's called Do AI Sex Robots Require Consent? Okay. And there's a sex doll maker in the article who says that it would be akin to asking a banana's permission to eat it. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So, you know, there's... But- there's a lot of conversation back and forth about whether and that isn't this the thing with AI, period. What is right. consciousness? What at what point does it cross the line to being too much like a human being? Even because, again, we're so far off from be- we can't synthesize broccoli in a lab. We are so far from being able to synthesize something as complicated as human consciousness. So I, we don't even understand it in ourselves. Exactly. Fully. Don't worry about that. But when it becomes indiscernible. Even though it's not really consciousness, the algorithms are so advanced that your brain is fooled into thinking it is. It's designed to fool you. Right. So does it still have that impact on your brain? And I think this goes right back to the violent video games conversation, right? Right. To me, I grew up with absolutely heinous video games, not at home. My parents were actually aggressively against violent toys, violent video games, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I think that's totally fine that they were. They were fine with me playing whatever games at my friend's house if that's what we wanted to do. Clearly and you blow we up any did. number of eggs. Oh my God. <laughs> eggs were the to. least of it. You know, we were playing <laughs> Duke Nukem and Blood and uh, Counter Strike. Um, yeah, Doom wasn't really my thing, but it's definitely around. Mm-hmm. You know, very violent first person shooters, stuff like that. I love the Grand Theft Autos. I'm a total pacifist. Like, I don't have violent streaks, really, I don't think at all. And for me, it's because I was well aware of the difference between fantasy and reality. And those two parts of my brain did not have an overlap. Mm. But for some people, I think it does make them more. It normalizes that violence. And Mm -hmm. you kind of sort of try to fantasize that your life is more like the life of the game. So I, I wonder if that's sort of similar here. Mm. I think some people are going to be totally unaffected by it. Right. And some people might take some of that with them into their real world experiences. And so is that a danger enough that it's like, okay, well, then everybody has to let it go. Sorry. Yeah. Even if you don't have. Even if you're not. That. You know, you'll live without it. But some people won't live with it. So. Right. You got to be okay letting that go. Well, and we have already talked in a previous episode about this but there you know we have talked about replicas yeah of course uh our old friend replica oh replica and yeah it was uh, some people who started a a replica companion solely to abuse it they just wanted to verbally abuse it um or manipulate it and just see what they could do just for kicks you know and then some users said that they started to be verbally abused and manipulated by their replica (laughs) right so there was a similar argument, you know, about that. Does it teach people to abuse or are people are abusers using it because it's an unfeeling entity that they can't really hurt mm-hmm. so they can get out that impulse yeah. on something that doesn't matter. And then they can go out and be a normal citizen. It's otherwise getting frustrated and going to the gym and hitting the punching bag a few times. Yeah, and like, of, oh, I your feel better. Face or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, there's there's an argument there for sure. Sure. But also like. Do you need to get raping someone out of your system 
or I is mean, that something that needs d- to be solved right? yeah. in a different way? It feels Not different. Not like, ah, well, now that I forced myself on a sex doll, I feel better and I don't feel compelled to do it to a human being anymore. Like, that, no, this is a therapy situation, not a get it out of your system situation. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's very strange. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you see that, too, with some men that feel like there's there's women who are privileged in my eyes that mm-hmm. are worthy of their mothers and, and their wives. And they're that type of woman. Right. And whatever they're behaving or however they look or whatever it is that they require for that woman. Right. And every other woman, I can do whatever I want with. You know, like that's how men feel about prostitutes a lot of the time, right? Is that they're like, that's why some killers will go after prostitutes. Yeah. Because the law doesn't particularly care. Yeah. Um, they might not have a lot of family at their disposal to give a fuck either. And society looks down on yeah, prostitutes. Yeah, they're like, you don't count the same way. So they're like, you, I can violate you. I can harm you. Mm. It's okay. I got that out of my system with a low value person. So now I'm right. able to just go be nice to my wife. Right. Like, that's not an unusual story, sadly. No. So it's like, do I not prefer it to happen to a doll than a, a real life person? Does, well, does that really, is that really an impulse that, is it really helping, I guess? Or does it not keep that impulse going? Because it's not like you do it one time and then you're like done forever. Right. You surely have to do it again and again. Yeah. Because an impulse that's in your body like that doesn't just get exercised. And that's what I mean when I say this is some this is a deeper issue to be resolved. Right. Like you should not. I, I don't care. You should not feel compelled mm-hmm. to assault Hurt. another person. Right. Right. Like Cause in harm. any way. Mm-hmm. That should not be your like natural inclination that you just got to get out. Mm. to to feel back to normal again like something is going on there that needs to be addressed and treated right um so and you know if you do and you don't act on it i'm not saying like lock everybody up who's ever had an illegal thought in their mind right um but i think that's the real thing can you just be like boy i i really feel like a you know whatever kind of horrible person but uh, take a breath and i won't do it Go ahead. Live your life. Great. Yeah. But if I, I think if it gets to the point where like, I've got to get it out. So you better give me something synthetic or I'm going to do it to someone real. That argument doesn't hold up for me. Yeah. Because I think if you're a person who's like got, yeah, your boss's face on the dartboard. Right. And you're throwing darts. Yeah. That doesn't really constitute a threat against your boss. No. no nobody would take you to jail for that. No. They'd be like, that's you just getting out frustration. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to throw a dart at your boss's face. Not really. Like mm-hmm. if you, you know, you might be like, ah, yeah, I do. I would do it right now. <laughs> but if you really thought about it and you're like, it went through his eye and there's blood everywhere. Like you're probably like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like I'm not doing this because I want to put a dart in my boss's face. <laughs> like I would say that I do. Right. You know, and I like, oh, he makes me so mad. But if I was in, a, in space mm-hmm. alone with my boss and a dart. And he was tied to a chair. Right. I'm not going to stab him in the face with a dart. Doubtful, you know, like doubtful. I wouldn't actually do it. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty doubtful. Consequence free. I would still not probably enact that kind of harm on someone. I'll say, you know what? I'll say definitely. On the other hand, can I ask? <laughs> yeah. If, somebody, if you were at a shooting range. Okay. And somebody's little silhouette that they were hitting was your picture. Yeah. How would that make you feel? Very uncomfortable. I think I would feel threatened yeah. by that. I don't yeah. know that if I walked into a dartboard, it would, I'd be like, damn, people hate no, me. I should really think about myself. A, but like, that's a huge difference. It is different. I know it is, but, but I'm just thinking it through. Like what's, where is the line? I guess where, where's the threat come in that feels re- more real. 
that question comes up a lot as like where's the line and Mm -hmm. often i'm like there's a big fat bold line right because the difference between if i walk in a room my face is on a dartboard yes just what you said i'm thinking wow what am i doing that people don't like me this much Mm -hmm. if i walk in and i'm in a, a mannequin in a shooting range or i'm the visual representation of this sex doll that's getting sexually abused right then i'm like oh this person wants to do me harm yeah this is not some like get out your frustrations thing yeah so to me there's the line right there i mean (laughs) and And, if you give me different examples i'll tell you which side of the line it's on it might be that darts is a game so it's immediately more lighthearted. yeah whereas if you're at a shooting range you're trying to learn how to effectively use a weapon yeah and yeah. darts are not a weapon right. a game. Right. So it's probably just the the environment and the use of the thing that they're right. doing. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's so many little nuances that turn it into a threat. Mm-hmm. But it, but at any rate, it, it was just something I was thinking about while we sat here talking. Oh, for sure. I'm like, hmm, I would not like that. <laughs> that would not, <laughs> I would definitely call it be like, mm, is there anything I can do about this person that's using my picture at the shooting range, please? A little bit more on this. Uh, there was a Vox article about sex doll brothels that's right. and legal sex work. Uh, then they interviewed a legal sex worker in Nevada where sex work is legal in most counties. And she said that sex doll brothels would be bad for human sex workers because, I mean, obviously, here's another example of automation taking jobs away. But <laughs> also, they might teach clients that, you know, it's normal for there to be no limits on what you do with a sex partner. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you are used to going to a doll, smacking her around, mm-hmm. doing whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say her, smacking it around. And then you go to a real person and your brain is in the same headspace, right? Right. And or, it wants to do the same things. Or their limitations feel like a punishment now because oh, you're yeah, not, sure. you know, you're allowed to do that the last time. Why do I have to be careful yeah. about something now? The old, uh, my my teacher usually lets me do this. Uh-huh. And the substitute is like, well, your I'm normal teacher is a robot and I'm <laughs> a real human. <laughs> But uh, you you don't have to worry too much about automation taking the jobs away from okay. from real life sex workers because in this article this th- there's a sex doll maker company called Aura mm-hmm. and then the sex worker that we're talking about her name's Alyssa okay they both agree that sex dolls will not replace the real thing for a long time to come oh yeah for sure come. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, Alyssa <laughs> points out in the article that a lot of her clients just want to cuddle and talk. Right. They don't really not really come into her for yeah. sexual uh, pleasure necessarily. Right. She says it's more about the emotional connection. And that's exactly what AI sex dolls cannot offer. Yeah. Or, or rather, that is what sex dolls can't offer. AI sex dolls, on the other hand, would technically they're trying to make them, I guess, emotionally I mean, intelligent enough at a certain to, point. to fill that, yeah. that role. But yeah. right now they're just dolls. And so, you know, they're they're very much there for one purpose and mm-hmm. they can't fulfill this other purpose that a lot of sex workers are doing are filling for 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 their clients. Yeah. And of course, the sex doll company said it's the oldest profession in the world. <laughs> no need to be worried I about mean, it. It's going to it's going it's got staying power. I yet. do think that's true. So that's that is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And sex work is more than just the sex part. It's a lot. Well, this is very true of a lot of building relationships. Yeah. And I think that that component is very true of a lot of the AI job fears. Mm-hmm. I've been playing around with the AI, what they call AI art. And I promise you it's not. Right. Um, because I think it's a very cool toy. 
-hmm. And there's some neat stuff you can do with it. Uh, visually, you can create some really cool looking things. Mm -hmm. And those are strictly for your eyeballs, right? Like you get one sense from those images and it's visual. Whereas a human artist who's got, you know, a whole lifetime in their hearts and minds, right. creating a piece of art with intention, with purpose, with effort, uh, with meaning, with all these things, like that's something that can't be replicated by a machine. And I don't even mean that in a, in a, in some kind of emotional way. I mean that quite literally, mm. uh, there's an objective thing, like a literal tangible thing that an AI can't have that a human can have, um, no matter how advanced it gets at replicating, uh, you know, human artwork or even surpassing it. To me, it's like junk food, right? It tastes delicious and you and it's fine in a pinch and you've you've made it quickly, but it's not a prepared meal. It's not that nourishment. It's not really that good for you. And it's not going to make you feel full right? Uh, in the same way that like a delicious chef cooked you know, well-trained meal is. Mm -hmm. So probably very true for a lot of AI replacements. There is something, no matter how advanced and how much trickery they can put into an AI sex doll, there's something, there's a lifetime of experience that it won't be able to draw from right. that a human person would. Yeah. It's probably, well, and it's been interesting for you to play with it because it's so much about how to talk to the AI. Like yeah. what, uh, which is is everything with computers, right? right? It's like how what's your language? It's zeros and ones, whatever. I mm -hmm. have to, I have to tell you very in a very specific way what I'm looking for. Yeah, and it's not that easy to do. No, um, as you've shown me, <laughs> like you have to like oh you have to f fix the prompts with these number of other prompts yeah. and number of other boundaries that you have to give it yeah. so you can sort of corral it to where you want it to go, and it gives you sort of an idea of what you were sort of going for, and you keep refining. So I've been thinking a lot about MySpace. It was a time when everyone was learning to code HTML, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Sure. And so you were learning how to talk to the computer and you didn't need, you know, a fancy IT person to make your little your shit for you. Right. On the other hand, some people's pages were more aesthetically pleasing than others, right? Yeah. So and then also like even if you know how to make a website, sometimes you still need a designer to come in with an artist's eye and say, This is how it should be laid out, or this yeah. is how it's not enough to just talk to it. You have to also have the artistic eye. And the aesthetic eye, you know what I'm saying? To yeah. make something beautiful. Right, right. With that stuff. So it's kind of like, feels to me like, okay, a lot of people are going to learn how to talk to this AI and make images. And that's kind of scary for artists. And it's definitely annoying that it's, they're being taught on copyrighted stuff. And, mm -hmm. and all that stuff mm -hmm. is, is super unethical. On the other hand, I think at some point, the people who want to talk to, a to computers and figure out how to talk to the computer, they're going to run out of ideas to get oh, they're not artists right they have so at don't some worry point, i know there's <laughs> they've so many, already like, run out of ideas stupid boobs and weird dumb porny looking pictures yeah. and stuff and it's like well you just that's because you're not an artist an yeah. artist also is not just about the painting it's yeah. about ideating the fucking painting in the first place yeah. seeing the angel in the marble yeah like if you can't see the angel in the marble Right. Then you're not Michelangelo, you know, right. like so anyway, I think there's there's probably some course correction that will happen naturally. Off, off I think of that. so. I think a lot of people that are tooling around with it now are going to get bored with it, you know, because they so. are just like their their imaginations mm -hmm. are. And I don't mean this as a dig, but like no. they're they're more limited. Right. Like they're they don't spend their lives thinking of creative concepts. They spend their lives thinking of 
you know, whatever it is they do. They might be programmers or or just, you know, plumbers or I don't know. Right. But they're not prone. They have not practiced mm-hmm. developing creative ideas. So at a certain point, they're like, well, I've done the stuff I can think of or I've imitated the stuff that I've seen so many times and like, okay, it's getting better. It's easier to do. It's faster. It's crisper. It's cleaner, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with this for a couple of years and I think I'm bored with it. I think yeah. that's what'll happen. I, I am. I'm curious to see how it plays out for sure. But but that's my feeling at this this time. Yeah. Anyway, is that I'm like, there's everyone has different things to offer. Right. Artists have something very creative. People have something to offer. Yeah. And you cannot replace it with a machine. And right. even a sophisticated one. You just can't. Yeah. Like there's there's some there's some line again. There's an invisible. It's a big fat line. You know it when you when you <laughs> when you see it. Yeah. I can't tell you where it is, but there is one, yeah. you know, and I think we'll fi- we'll butt our way up against it pretty soon. I want to ask you this. Hmm. How about sex doll brothel? Mm-hmm. Is it cheating? Hmm. Because I, I know the answer. Oh, you do? You I know do. the right answer. I know the correct answer. The one and only correct answer yeah. to this question. Yeah. What is it? The answer is no. No. Okay. Um. Obviously, I think that is up for every couple to negotiate and come to their own terms on. Right. Right. Or polycule or whatever, whoever has boundaries uh, for their for their personal romantic lives. But to me, it's a masturbatory aid. It's a toy. That's where I'm leaning. It would be like saying, oh, you're not allowed, which some men don't. Some some people won't let their partners use. Use sex toys because they do feel like. It's a violation <clears throat> of some kind. Or I've, I've heard plenty of women say they don't like it when their husbands masturbate. My um, first... So I don't know. Like even with their just their hand. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> My first girlfriend, and we weren't having sex, but mm-hmm. she told me, she said, I don't think that when a couple starts having sex that the man should masturbate anymore. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? She, I'm doubt she thinks that today we were I mean, so yeah, you young were like and young. had no idea what sure. we were talking about but it was her understanding that was like well that i should be enough right for them mm-hmm. you know and then of course you're like probably in your head about what are you who are you thinking about yeah uh, are they different than me how are they different than me what do you wish i was like you know right. whatever right and the same for i think a lot of men that don't like sex toys yeah. is 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 there is a sense of oh that that dildo's bigger than me yeah. or i can't vibrate my dick so <laughs> you know like you're right. getting something i can't provide and it makes me feel insecure mm-hmm. but yeah. once we advance ai to the point of more like bionic enhancements Uh-oh. and we merge you can get bodies, a vibrating you can dick. have a vibrating dick is that the future yep. we all want with a mind of its own <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. With true consciousness. That'd be funny if your vibrating dick was like, I don't like this girl. <laughs> and just went flat. Like, excuse me, that's my wife. <laughs> and like, push the button. <laughs> Override. Override. All I right. will say just quickly oh, yeah. to wrap this uh, sex brothel thing up. Uh, <laughs> the Vox article does say, and I find this ironic. That a lot of uh, human jobs are actually created by a sex doll brothel rather than taken away. Because of the amount of cleaning that has to take place oh, between clients. Oh, no. 
So it's actually more expensive to run a sex doll brothel than a regular brothel. Oh, my God. So it's well, like two or three people, humans, have to clean one doll. We may be removing <laughs> sex workers jobs, but the custodial jobs we're creating are shooting up, guys, are doubling. <laughs> which and hopefully the pay is really good. It better be because I'm not sure what I would charge for you to be for you to get me to hose out. A sex doll, a, a hyper-realistic sex, an uh, artificially conscious sex doll who's probably like, a little to the left, please. Oh, God. Don't forget oh. behind that flap. You know. Ooh, gross. Uh, you're going to need to probably detach my left leg Man. to clean this one. Too I much. don't, I mean, hey, job's a job and people are willing to do all kinds of things I'm not willing to do. <laughs> And I'm grateful for them. <laughs> There's really any cleaning job I probably would not take. I don't enjoy cleaning. <laughs> oh, man. There's really anything I would. I know. You said you would start a cleaning company. It's uh, like if it was sixth like, down the list for it, yeah. me in my fallbacks. But yeah. And you'd be good like an organizational company, too. You're very organized. Well, I was type. a trained closet planner at the container store for three years. So That's right, people. I'm pretty sure I could do your house pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. But can't do my house, though. I know. Right. Well, you know, the cobbler's kids go barefoot or whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, Cobbler's kids. My first part of my laugh was me laughing at my joke. The last part of my (laughs) laugh was me laughing at how tickled you were. (laughs) I just want cobbler now. Mm, Mm, Cobbler. Cobbler. Jeez. Look at literally look at the time because we've we've already done t- our two commercial breaks. Oh my god! And we're we're at an hour and I, I there's y'all we have we we have we've barely scratched the surface. I, we have more. This is the problem. We have more. We have more about sex work for like yeah. humans, human sex. Humans, work. remember them, right? I remember humans. We're out here selling sex too. Okay, it's not just a robots <laughs> thing. Technically, do we sell sex a little bit because our job is. Hmm based around sex largely it's I just mean, the but verbal it's not stuff very sexy. well we're not like giving sexual gratification no so so i guess i mean if you if if selling sex includes talking about sex yeah or being sexy while trying to sell a product mm. then everyone is selling sex it's like um carl's jr was selling sex with those ladies <laughs> on the well, hood of the car eating burgers carl's jr is always selling sex i gotta say <laughs> Um, it's kind of like, so we're not, uh, you know, chefs selling food, but we're sort of, um, like a food blog talking mm-hmm. about food. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we're, I guess we're not selling sex. You're we're just sex selling adjacent. sex adjacent. My, that's been me my whole life. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> sex adjacent. I've been sex adjacent. Yeah. For a long time. Well, y'all are probably anxious to get back to your sex that you're all having. So <laughs> we should stay we don't have time we don't have time we didn't even get to the the mayor who marries sure the crocodile did, we sure did not i promised that story you did you said that right up front you said we, we that was sure the one did. of the first and things they, you said we'd get to that's right and there's Lies. some like, legislation still to look at and stuff yeah. like that so yeah we're just gonna have to come back next time with even more stories y'all and more have, sex adjacent stories for you y'all don't have time to listen to two hours of us and quite frankly we don't have time to give you Two hours, not and at then, once, and then uh, and not at once. <laughs> we have to, we have to give you a certain number of episodes to get out. And <laughs> so, yes, let us take a long break, 
as opposed to our usual three minute commercial breaks. This one will be like a, a day or two, and mm-hmm. then we'll come back with part two. That's right. Of all these current, what'd you call it? Copulations. Current copulations. That's right. We love alliterations here on Ridiculous so Romance. Mm-hmm. Oh, our, look hey. at that. <laughs> hey. Ridiculous Romance. It's like it's right in the name. And we will come back next time with the rest of these amazing current copulations yeah. so we can keep you up to date Absolutely. on what's out there in the world, going on in the world. You've, you've got a right to know. That's right. You've got a right to know. It's our current job to give it events. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and keep sending us your stories. Tag us in headlines that make you think of us. Like, look look what it's brought us so exactly. far. Exactly. So much content. But you can reach out with any of your thoughts, suggestions, ideas, whatever you think about AI consent. If you would ask a robot for for its consent or whatever you think about any of this, we would love to hear from you. Our email is radicromance at gmail.com. That's right. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, send me your best cleaning tips <laughs> so I can start a business and make $2 million a year cleaning Ooh. houses. I think that'd be fun. Uh, I'm at Oh Great, it's Eli. Right. And don't send me cleaning tips because I'm not interested. I'm at Dynamite Boom. Right. And the show is at Ridic Romance. You can follow us there and we'll and, and help us clean that up. <laughs> but until next time, yeah. we love you. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and dance to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.